the house. And Father, we pray as we welcome your presence this day that uh, your touch would be upon each of our lives. Uh, Father, we could come to sing songs and we could come to hear messages, but if we miss your touch, we'd miss the greatest part. So Lord, would you speak to our hearts this morning? And all the ways that we're weary or worn, would, would you touch us with your refreshing love, Lord God? We thank you, Father, for how you long to be with us. Thank you for inhabiting the praises of your people. In Jesus' name, we welcome you. Amen. Well, time has its effects, doesn't it? Anybody, anybody feeling that lost hour? Anyone? Just, just me, maybe? Just, just one hour, you know, you feel the effect, right? So some have said that time heals all wounds. I think we all know that's probably not true, unless you're already in the process of healing, and then you keep going in that direction, I guess you get there. But the truth of the matter is that time also, uh, if you're in the process of decay, that goes in another direction too, doesn't it? <laughs> Most of us can speak to the ravages of time. Don't look around. <laughs> we, 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 know, we, we know what that feels like, what that looks like. Um, this morning we're going to encounter a gentleman. We're looking at Christ encounters that I think was withered by time. Time had worn him down. And uh, strangely enough, he, he, he tells Jesus, Jesus, I don't have anybody to help me. I'd like to get into that pool over there where it, it said that an angel troubles the water and the first one in, that's the one that's healed and stuff, and I, I'd like some help, but there's nobody here to help me. Time has a way of wearing us down, but the Lord of eternity has a way of renewing and giving us life. He, he was looking to the water when he should have been looking to the water. He, he, he was looking for an angel when he should have been looking for the one that God had sent and was right in front of his face. Sometimes we go looking for that renewal in, in, in places that are short-sighted and Really, it's only in pressing through to his presence and his presence touching our own lives that that, that kind of life-giving exchange happens. That's what this meal is all about, really. But, but, but how sad that this guy, paralyzed, had no one to put him into the water. No cousin to stick around and go, oh, here it's time, George, Whoosh, you know. <laughs> but... But life can get that way. Sometimes we can get so isolated we don't have others to lift us up, to encourage us on, to help us be able where we're not able. So I'd like to suggest something to you this morning. Let's don't be that way. I mean, a lot of times we come forward, we take communion, and rightfully so. We're, we're thinking of our own confessions. We're reaching out to God in faith. We're asking God to touch us and touch our lives and our circumstances in certain ways. That all happens in this exchange, and that's completely normal. I don't want that to change today. That, that should be our focus as we approach this sacrament, right? 
But what if, what if before we came up, what if after we were seated, we prayed for each person in our section that is at that point of encounter as they come forward? I remember years ago, I would go to Old Roberts University when I was 12, 13, 14, 15 years of age and was just amazed at their healing services. <laughs> Oral would preach for a while, and I, would, I was always glad when that got done quickly enough that the real things started to happen. People would come down, and he would pray for them, and I would see things that my mind and my eyes still can't explain. I watched him touch a man from Africa with a goiter another size of his head on his neck. And as he reached up to touch it, it was like his hand just evaporated into his neck, and he pulled it back, and it was completely gone. From the fourth row, I saw that. Never gotten over it. My own cousin from California, or my own cousin came to town, and she had a cyst the size of a softball in her stomach that had kept her from having children and it was inoperable and she came as a last ditch effort you know finally we turned to prayer and she went through the line went back home had three kids time after time I would see God move in ways that only God was the explanation for it and if you've never seen anything like that I understand completely your skepticism but once you've seen it Lord do it again right and I, I, I would watch as people, most of the people didn't get healed when Oral touched them. <laughs> Oral touched them, and they went right on down the line, and behind him was about a line of about 100 students long, 100 on each side, and there was usually three or four of them. And you'd go from being touched by Oral to walking this gauntlet of love, hands coming at you from everywhere, kids play, praying with their toenails that you would be healed, touched, renewed, whatever was necessary. <laughs> and if you thought Oral's prayer was, was powerful, wait till you got in that tunnel of love, man. People would go in there with wheelchairs and come out walking on the other side. Almost after every healing seminar, I would walk underground as, uh, you know, a a kid who has a dad on faculty can, and, and I would walk through those hallways and see wheelchairs just left behind. Just donate them. I'm walking on. I'm done with that, right? I mean, not, not one or two. I'm talking 12 to 15. Incredible stuff. But I always noticed Oral did something that made that especially powerful. He said, now, when we're praying for you, We'll be praying for you. We want you joining us in that. But before you come, I want you praying for every single person when we touch them down here. And after you are touched and you go back up and wait for the service to end, I want you praying for everyone else that's yet to come to. At that point that they're touched, join our faith all together that that person may receive exactly what they need from the Lord. I don't know why that can't happen every Sunday when we come for communion. Why not make this that, that point of contact? Jesus says in this passage in John, you search the scriptures, but you don't come to me. This is that place every Sunday we have an opportunity to come to him. Let him touch, let him heal, let him inspire inspire, breathe into you his life. 
on the night in which he gave himself up for us. Jesus gave thanks to you, our Father, and he broke the bread. And he gave it to his disciples, and he said, Take and eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise, after supper, Jesus took the cup. And he gave thanks to you, our Father, and he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and drink from this, all of you, for this is the cup of the new covenant poured out for you and poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so, Lord God, for every way sin wears us down over time, we come to you this morning to be washed, renewed, filled with your spirit, filled with your life. Lord Jesus, live in us, we pray, and through us. We thank you, Father, that you sent your son to, to give his life. Thank you, Lord, for this meal this morning by which we receive it, that grace of forgiveness, of Holy, Holy Spirit empowerment. Lord Jesus, we come to you. We come to you. Lord, make this so much more than a ritual. Make it an encounter with your very presence. We ask it in the strong name of Jesus. May it all be in his essence. Praying even as he taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever.